0: Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. This morning, as I was drinking my coffee, I decided to look at a number of different translations of the Bible verse, Psalm 4610. The first half of that verse is familiar to anyone who has read or listened to Neville Goddard. He calls it the first principle. I mentioned it in my last episode that there isn't a second or third principle. It's the principle, (laughs) the most important thing, I believe. Be still and know that I am God, that my I amness, my awareness of being is this thing we've called God. Now, be still and know, that's one translation, and the most common one when looking at Bible translations. But this morning, I was checking out how other versions translate it. The contemporary English version reads, calm down and learn that I am God. (laughs) That'll never work. They should have known you never tell anyone to calm down. (laughs) Okay, here are my favorite alternative translations to that verse. Stop fighting and know that I am God. Relax and know that I am God. Return and know that I am God. And this final one, it's from the Catholic Public Domain Bible. Be empty and see that I am God. Mm. When I read that one, it just hit me. Be empty. Each one of these translations is perfect in and of itself. You could put them all together, though. Stop fighting. Relax. Return. Be empty and experience that I am God. Know that I, my I amness, My awareness of being is God. Of course, what any word, like empty, means to me might not have the same meaning for you, and that's fine. My meaning isn't necessarily your meaning. Like at the beginning of the book of John, the word was with God, and the word was God. That's you. Nothing has meaning unless you give it. Explore what... Being empty means to you. What does being still mean to you? When I read Be Empty and See That I Am God, I knew that I was going to bring it up at some point in a future podcast. I didn't at the time realize it was going to be today, though. For me, being empty doesn't mean hollowness or a sense of missing something. It's just the opposite. It's a fullness. I am that faceless, formless awareness that is all things, but is no thing in particular. It's being aware of my own awareness of being, recognition of my true self. I can get lost in many different states throughout my life hell throughout my week but i know i am not the state the state or the state of consciousness is a thing god my i-amness is the state's occupant i am aware of the thoughts beliefs reactions that my state produces but i am none of these things my true self isn't being anything. It's just being an unconditioned, undefinable presence. I say on here quite often to put your questions to yourself. And you can put any question to it. And you'll get the answer. It's guaranteed. Like in the book of Jeremiah, verse 2. Uh, Chapter 33, verse 3, it makes that promise. Call me, it says. Call me, and I'll answer. That's you talking to you. Put your attention on me, it says, and I'll be there. Look, don't, don't take my word for anything. Don't take any teacher's word or some coach. Test everything for yourself. Turn to the one aware of the sound of my voice right now. That's you. Not your name or your nationality or your gender. Your true self is the one aware of those things. Neville repeatedly says the same thing in his talk, The First Principle. He says, don't question me or some priest or rabbi, but turn to the first principle. Be still and say to yourself, I am God. I heard this statement tonight. Is it true? He goes on to say, do not take anything at face value. I have proved that the Bible is true, but you prove it to yourself. Ask yourself what is meant by the statement, I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the truth. I am the way. Question yourself, and you will discover the answers unfolding within you. Mm -hmm. I promise you, the answers will unfold within you. They're already here. It's really becoming aware of them, just like with the getting of things it's a shift in our awareness of our wishes fulfillment already here just a few minutes ago as i sat down to record this episode i didn't know what i was going to talk about today (laughs) i had no idea so sitting at my computer desk i just took a moment a few seconds if that long i closed my eyes and moved to the end, feeling satisfied of having finished this episode. When I turned my attention outward, I saw that I had a notification from a friend who listens to this podcast. She wanted to tell me about how she was playing in imagination today. She said, so today I'm practicing no memory states. I remember and know nothing about myself and the world. All erased she says at first it was a bit scary a blank page but it feels like total freedom after a while from this position I've started playing with creating memories I was thrilled when I read that I told her that that's the first principle be empty and see that I am God She said emptiness was exactly the feeling. She said there might be slight confusion at first because it normally feels safe to know things. She added, But what if I can know something else? How does that feel? I love how she's playing and experiencing her true self this formless, faceless, empty self. No history no future, just right now. No thing in particular, but with the ability to experience anything. Be still and know that I am God. For me, being still doesn't necessarily mean becoming physically immobilized. It's an internal thing. I might stop what I'm doing and sit or lie down and get quiet for a few moments, physically taking a break from circumstances, but being physically still doesn't do anything if I'm still riding that runaway train of worry and doubt. The first principle is really all of those alternate versions, those alternate translations put together. Stop fighting. I call a ceasefire of the mental war going on in my mind. If you read the whole chapter, Psalm 46, and read it as something going on within you i think you'll see the beauty of it it says that even though my world seems to be falling apart it's the lord my i amness that causes the devastation and brings peace then the 10th verse begins with stop fighting and know i am is god relax my grip on trying to manipulate debate, scheme, worry, contemplate how. Relax, relax, relax. Sink down into just being, being empty. Empty of judgment, judgment of others for perceived wrongs, empty of self-condemnation and guilt empty of all the things I thought I had to do today. Empty of even trying to name the experience I'm having right now. Hmm. Why not play with being empty? With having a day of being that blank page like the woman's story I just shared with you. Experience the wonders of your creation as if it's the first time you've ever seen it. I used to take it literally. I must be physically still and that's wonderful. It really is. I love just sitting still or lying down and just being in the silence or rather being the silence. Noticing that, that I am it. Without plans to move into any new state or fulfill any wish, just reveling, basking in this wonder of who I really am, just enjoying the beauty of it. Back in the beginning, when I took it literally, I swore by it, this is how you do it, and if you don't do this, then you're not doing it right. I was just carrying with me this old need, this state of, it has to be a dogma, there has to be a doctrine, it has to be this way, something I brought with me from growing up in church. This is the rule, these are the rules, and this is what you have to do. There was a shift inside me, a shift in awareness and expansion, and then, ah, well, it doesn't have to be that way or just that way. Then another shift in awareness, another expansion, another releasing of, it has to be this way. For me, it comes down to a recognition of the difference between who I am and the experiences or states I move through. A turning from the events and circumstances that make up my life and the circumstances that are glaring at me in this present moment, a turning away from all of that and turning within. There's not a big ceremony or ritual to do this. It's really as subtle as your next breath and noticing that it isn't them out there causing the anguish or the joy, but my own awareness of being, my state of consciousness. So today, take a little break, or as you go to sleep tonight, or settle down for a lovely weekend nap, put the question to yourself, as if you're talking to another, but you're not, show me who I am. Show me that I am not my circumstances. Let's peel back another layer tonight. I've learned now to put any request, any question to myself before I go searching for it in anyone else. I turn within first. And the answers come. Sometimes they come in some, what, you, what some people call mystical events. We all have them. We all have mystical events. You've been having them all your life. But we tend to write them off as, oh, that was a weird dream. Or uh, maybe it's a reaction to the chili we had for dinner. Other times, it comes from a conversation I'm having the next day, or a song I hear, or as I'm taking my dog Penny out for a walk. All of creation is pointing us back to ourselves. Your true self, regardless of what you call it, has been calling to you this whole time, waiting for you. Not impatiently, because there's no hurry. There's absolutely no hurry. Like that Bible verse, I stand at the door knocking. You already have the answers. They may seem to come from outside of you, but they're coming from within you. And you already know there's something more, something more than your gender, your nationality, your familial role, political party, traditions, religions, something more than any type of descriptor you can use about yourself. You wouldn't be listening to me right now if you didn't. I'm just a reflection of you. Maybe it's just been a a vague sense of wondering, there's something else, something more, like an itch at the back of your brain that you just can't reach. Something else is going on here. Life isn't what I've always thought it was. There's something, something else. Years ago, in a church we used to attend, the pastor talked about feelings one day, not in a good way, in a very negative way. (laughs) He quoted some Disney animated movie in which one character, the teacher mentor type, told the student to trust his feelings. It wasn't Star Wars. Trust your feelings. And the pastor went on to say how awful and sinful that was. He said, we should not trust our feelings. Trust the church instead and trust Him. Well, I didn't agree with it then, and I do not agree with that now. (laughs) The only thing you can absolutely trust is your own experience. Everything we experience is always a first-person experience. Everything is always within us And it doesn't matter what you call it, it doesn't. And regardless of the name or how you describe it, when it comes down to it, you're it. I love you, I'm feeling twisty.